WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson filling in for Herman Cain today. It is, oh, about seven after the hour. And as we do every day at this time, Jamie Dupree joins us. Hey, Eric. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. So I understand you are headed to the Scott Walker announcement later today. I am just uh, about a mile away from where he's going to make his announcement later this evening uh, outside of Milwaukee in Waukesha, Wisconsin, is the actual location. And for those who remember, remember the big recall election fight he had a few years ago, Eric? He's going to be in the same venue where he was that night where he announced his uh, victory and, and won that big fight that was backed by the unions and many others against him. So a little walk down uh, hist- history road for him and I'm sure he'll mention that in his remarks later. Earlier this morning, he tweeted out, I'm in, I'm running for president. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing about these highly orchestrated uh, rollouts is everybody knew that was going to be the announcement, et cetera. But, you know, after having seen in person now uh, Rubio, Bush, and Christie, the openings for all three of them, this one really, I'm intrigued by Scott Walker uh, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. I mean, I, I don't think you can make the argument that anybody else could start their campaign for the Republican nomination right now, Eric, in a stronger type of position than where Scott Walker finds himself. I mean, he's been ahead in the polls for months in Iowa. Uh, he's been up in the polls nationally for a while. He shouldn't have issues with raising money. He's a unique figure in that he has Tea Party support, strong support. He has strong religious conservative support. He talks openly about his faith. It's not something that he just sort of throws in there. He moves easily within the establishment of the Republican Party. He's hated by the unions. I mean, the simple state statement from the AFL-CIO chief was, quote, Scott Walker is a national disgrace. So, I mean, he can check that box very yeah. easily. But again, there's just this, this nagging sense out there that, hmm, what if Scott Walker isn't the one? Can he really do it? I, yeah, I mean, there I, is. I'm glad you say that because I get that from a lot of conservatives. That, in fact, a lot of conservatives who were very on, very, very optimistic of Walker, they feel like he's made missteps in the lead up to today. Yeah, and that uh, he had a, maybe even more momentum a few months ago, and maybe didn't, is it that he didn't step on the accelerator as much as he should or could have? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, we can always stand back and sort of uh, 20, 2020 hindsight everything. But uh, I, I'm also intrigued by his rollout. I mean, for a guy who is, you know, has a lot of support on the Tea Party side, has a lot of support in those conservatives who want to see change, he's also got a lot of establishment people behind him. And, and the, uh, the, the people in the media side are very familiar names who are uh, working for him. They've worked on the Hill. They've worked in D.C. They're well-known in D.C. So this is not some out-of-the-woods kind of, you know, troglodyte conservative that's going to burn down the city of D.C. He's going to talk a good game about reform, etc., but he's still got a lot of tentacles into that establishment circle of the Republican Yeah, and, and part of me wonders if, if guys like Cruz or Perry or, or even Jindal to gain some traction might be able to point to that as a way to get to him. I, I, you know, I was saying earlier that I think one of the concerns people I talked to have with Walker is that essentially he had a Wisconsin political operation, and he's added a bunch of people and, and put some of those consultants to the side, and is now with people who they don't really know him in the same way that some of the consultants for the other guys do. They 
they, they don't necessarily know the signs for when he's tired or flustered in a way that his older team did, and, and that may be uh, something to his disadvantage out of the gate. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I, I Again, I do think he's in, and nobody else at the start of their race, the official start, I don't think could find, could check as many boxes right. as him and be in, in as a strong position as him. Now we'll get to see in the months ahead if he can close the deal. I mean, when you listen to each individual candidate, I've always thought from the beginning, Scott Walker struck me as somebody, his stump speech is ready. It's been ready yep. for months. And, you know, I, I'm, in, uh, I'm interested that as I go around and listen to him and and call up another speech from another place. It's, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but it's the same speech over and over again. Mm -hmm. you, you listen to Rubio or to Jeb Bush or others, and they're still finding their footing with that speech. Right. It doesn't roll off their tongue like it rolls off the tongue for Scott Walker. I mean, in that sense, he's got his lines down. He knows what buttons he wants to push. He knows what he's going to say. He's not looking for things to talk about. So, uh, you know, I, look, I, I think as we look at the field and you see the numbers coming out, I don't expect him to have raised as much money overall as Jeb Bush or anything like that. Uh, but I still think he is in a very strong position. And the other interesting thing was talking with one of his senior strategists last night was again this thought, and we saw in, in news reports last week, that the Walker people regard Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio as their two people yeah. that they need to watch. That and, and about the only person they think that can operate in all the different areas of the GOP that Walker can, they think is Rubio. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Bush would not have as strong a support in Tea Party circles. He could get into the religious conservatives somewhat, obviously. Rubio can do that, too. But I'm not sure that, uh, that there's anybody there other than Rubio that right. can move around as much. But Rubio still has some people on the conservative side who are a bit skeptical of him as well. Yeah, okay. So i got to ask you, do we need to issue a missing persons report for Rand Paul? I, I was just looking at the Washington Post story that Ben Carson outraised Rand Paul. Uh, again, I said this a few weeks ago, and some people laughed at me, but I'm going to keep saying it. I think Bernie Sanders has hurt Rand Paul. Yeah, I, th I, I think, totally agree with you on that. I think Bernie Sanders has captured the energy that you might find at a collegiate campus, t you know, type mm -hmm. town or type environment. Rand Paul was supposed to be that guy. You know, Rand Paul was the guy that went out to Berkeley and got the big reception. Rand Paul was going to be the guy that would get those people to be the fusion candidate. I'm not saying Bernie Sanders is becoming the fusion candidate but he's generating that excitement in a younger demographic that I think would have had the chance to think about voting for Rand Paul in some early states and you know to remember Paul I assume Paul is going to be a little like his dad in some ways. He's going to run his own type of campaign. Uh, he was in Michigan the other day, and I sort of thought to myself, you know, Michigan, how many of the other candidates would be right. in Michigan? But that's him. He's going to be doing different uh, uh, places. He's been chugging along. I mean, I've been watching in terms of, you know, his announcements. I'm here tonight. I'm in Iowa. I'm there. But I think, frankly, everybody other than Walker, Bush, and and Rubio, with the exception maybe a little of Ted Cruz, is suffering because of one person, and that's Donald yes. Trump. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, just sucking the oxygen out of the room. That's all the press reports are about Trump right uh, now. I mean, you know, and even uh, what I see Chris Christie was on, I think it was MSNBC this morning, and said something like, I'm tired of ass answering a question about <laughs> Donald yeah. Trump. I'm not answering it anymore. And, and uh, I do think that it makes it very difficult for a lot of the other Republicans to get attention on a daily basis and, and, and to move up. Because, look, in order to jump into sort of that top tier, you've got to find some momentum. You, you 
you can't find momentum right now if you're not getting any attention. And there's two ways to get momentum, and that is maybe a big debate moment or actually winning in Iowa or winning in New Hampshire. And those, those opportunities to get that attention are limited at this point, and then they get limited even more when Donald Trump hits the front page of the Washington Post, the New York Times, and other papers on seemingly a daily basis. And, you know, let's just be clear here, because I know you and I, we, we share this opinion, but it, it's always worth saying it to, to people who are complaining that it, the media is not covering Donald Trump to to make Republicans look bad. They're they're covering Donald Trump because he's the guy who's out there getting all the attention and, and pounding his chest. The dude is making news. And, yes, and he if, is. You want, if you want to have fun, uh, get up in the morning and turn on his Twitter feed. And watch him just scorch people left and right. <laughs> right. I mean, yesterday was a perfect example. He's going after Chuck Todd of NBC. He's going after anybody. And, you know, he'll just let people have it. There's a lot of people like that. I still would say that if you are going to tell me that Donald Trump, uh, well, let me put it this way. If you're going to tell me that the answer for the Republican Party is a guy who gave six figures in money to the Clinton Foundation and donated money to Hillary Clinton's campaign, uh, that's it yeah. doesn't seem like that's the answer for the Republican no, Party, and, and but that's part of Donald Trump. I, I, I totally get the, the 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 complaints from people who like Donald right now. Pox on all your houses. You you've all lied to us. We don't trust any of you. We want someone from the outside. But Donald Trump, he's not really from the outside. I was reading something the other day that uh, he would he used to. Now he's changed, but he used to support universal health. And so, you know, yet another thing where he's sort of been all over the place. And I get that people, they like to see something different. And Donald Trump certainly taps into that. Again, in a serious vein, I think Donald Trump hurts Ted Cruz in that. I yeah, think I hurts totally agree. Ben I think Carson in that because those are people that could tap into that. Well, I'm the outsider and I'm going to change things. And even uh, Rand Paul the other day was asked about Trump and he just sort of totally just said, I didn't want to talk about it. And so. That that message, yes, it's there, and that first debate, maybe the first two, will be very interesting because will Trump come and and to a debate and bring that type of persona? I would think he would. You know, there was a story that I saw today that said uh, strategists for Jeb Bush were telling him not right. to get in a personal back and forth with Trump. But on the other hand, if you got a guy who is ripping even your wife on Twitter, uh, how long do you wait? to yeah. fire back at some point in time and 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 do you have something uh ready for the debate just in case okay i i gotta shift before you get out of here to the democrats hillary clinton running a campaign for tomorrow attacking uber just leaves me scratching my head especially uh, i would assume that there's a lot of democrats who like uber especially young people who use it yes I mean, so Hillary, the, the I mean, this goes back to the Rand Paul, Bernie Sanders thing. The 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 tech crowd in in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, they lean to the left socially, but they love Uber. They use it in in groups like Lyft. And so here comes Hillary Clinton in defense of the archaic taxi medallion system. Yeah, and the old, uh, you know, how, how many how many young people can you just imagine saying, well, if the taxi companies would just act like Uber, yes. they'd get a lot more support, but they. Don't. Don't. You know, uh, look, it's. Uh, I would assume that it won't be the first time that you'll see something like that. She, in a sense, does have to run a bit of a fusion type of candidacy, not only because of just who she is. She's, you know, a little older than that newer generation. She used and the word grandmother five times in her speech today. Yeah, and sometimes is going to look back and, and look at something like that and see something. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I just, I that, that leaves me perplexed. Okay, so we got to focus on Capitol Hill for a minute because any moment now, the the Iranian deal could come out. 
and it, what I know of the deal leaves me scratching my head as to how we could think it's a good deal, but the White House seems pretty keen on this. I think you'll see, obviously, they'll come out very strongly for it. You'll have the Republican response led by, you know, Scott Walker, et cetera, on the Republican side and, uh, and the Senate Republicans and House Republicans dead set against it, arguing that no deal is better than a deal. There will be Democratic voices against this, uh, some from South Florida, uh, like Ted Deutsch, the Florida Democratic congressman, already saying things today that he doesn't like what he's hearing, the lifting of the arms embargo and more. I think there'll be more than enough targets for those who are opposed to it. But are there enough votes to block it in the House and Senate? That's a whole different story. Yeah, it's going to put some of the, the Democrats. I noticed Debbie Wasserman Schultz is now coming out uh, saying it, it sounds like we may not have a good deal. I, I'm hey, guessing South Florida Democrats are put in a very difficult yeah. situation by this simply because why? Because of all their Jewish constituents. Oh, the, the wonderful world of politics. Jamie Dupree, have fun in Wisconsin today. Good weather up there, it looks like, today, too. Well, nice. actually, real quick, I'll tell you, at about 4 this morning, we had this gigantic thunderstorm. I mean, just <laughs> floods, uh, you know, huge monsoons, etc. And I sat up in bed and thought to myself, is this a sign for Scott Walker? I don't know. But now it's turned gorgeous out, so we'll see what happens. More today on Twitter from Wisconsin at Jamie Dupree. Thanks very much, Jamie Dupree. Eric Erickson in for Herman Cain. We'll be back with your calls. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news. And you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. And none of that scripted. Jamie and I, we just throw topics out at each other. We don't get in plan ahead of time. All right, we'll be back with your phone calls, 877-310-2100. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.